having goals, aspirations, targets and objectives in your everyday life should be seen as a plus. Objectives or targets are often used by employers to gauge performance. Goals have sometimes been forced upon us by society, such as getting married by a certain age or living or behaving in a certain way. However, for sufferers of anxiety and depression or any other poor mental health condition, just the idea of getting something done can feel dreadfully daunting. The thing is, humans have this built-in feel-good device in our brains that kicks in each and every time we achieve something. And science has proven that we can intentionally get this mood just by doing everyday stuff. And we can also get this feeling by doing things we hate. Hello folks, and welcome to The Theseus Project, a podcast about men's mental health and our ever-continuing push to communicate better. I'm your editor and host, Michael Chard. Today's topic, embrace the suck. Bit of a change of direction this time, trying to lighten the mood. And as always during this podcast, I've used my own experiences as reference to help explain what I've done within a given situation. As always, I thank you for your time. So unless you're driving, operating heavy machinery, flying a plane, or anything else for that matter that needs your pure and undivided concentration, I recommend that you grab a pad and pen, a hot cuppa, and let's see what we can learn together. So what does embrace the suck actually mean? first came across this phrase embrace the suck on a t-shirt many years ago there I was minding my own business doing some shopping just strolling down the aisle looking for the next item on my list when in the other direction came a dude with a cherry red t-shirt with this written in subtle text across his chest now this caught my eye and stopped me in my tracks to the point where I just stood there pointed my finger at this slogan and gave a resounding nod of approval. Uh, To be honest, I have no idea what this dude's reaction actually was, as I was always, I was already, sorry, in my own world, coming to terms with processing the sheer significance of what I just realized. A pure cold bolt of realization hit me. There I was doing a task I did not enjoy with my spare time. In this case, it was food shopping, and yes, I was in a pretty bad mood. I'm sure others around me could tell that I just did not want to be there. Yet this one phrase had cut through the noise and atmosphere of the supermarket and caused me to question my whole approach. So I thought, instead of pushing against it, why not embrace it, learn from it? gain from it, get value from it. Know that I can choose what I want to stick in the fridge, what I want to eat tonight, and could be happy about the choices that I made. So I grabbed my earphones, put on some pretty heavy music, and handled my business. Upon getting home, and after putting the food away, I had a sense of relief wash all over me, 
almost like a sense of a job well done staring back at me from a fully stocked fridge. And I've not even started to think about what to cook for tea that night. According to my research, Embrace the Suck comes from the US military as a way to reframe hardships and drive forward. Best description I found is to conscientiously accept or appreciate something that is extremely unpleasant but unavoidable. Now, I've come across this phrase a few times since that moment, often with different approaches or versions just to get the same point across. Another one I found is become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Again, this phrase is so simple in its approach and is excellent at outlining the mindset required to achieve and no better example of this can be found than David Goggins, a former Navy SEAL turned motivational speaker. You can find him on Instagram if you ever need a quick, unfiltered shot of realism. Now, I love following him, and his content is a great inspiration to me, and his book called Can't Hurt Me is at the very top of my reading list for 2021. With him being an ultra-marathon running ex-Navy SEAL, kind of puts him at the extreme end of this example. Yet, we all have hardships in our lives that just suck to us. Therefore, developing a similar mindset can help us with our own mental issues. Now, for just a second or two, think about things you find tough in your life right now. It could be something simple, an everyday task, or a more detailed and complex activity. How did you get on? So a couple of examples that might help you. Dreading about going to work. Do you hate your job? Your boss? Your team? All of the above? Do you meet new people in and outside your social circle? Are these people you do or don't know? What about doing chores like cleaning your house? Vacuuming, dusting or washing up? A weekly or monthly task at work which always causes you dread as something always goes wrong. Now to help you with this, there's a few examples of things that I hate doing and things that I need to further adjust my mindset and embrace the suck with. So number one, shopping. Like I mentioned above, all forms of shopping, whether it's clothing, homeware, food, and most of all, I hate carpet shopping. Number two, decorating. Painting, wallpapering, plastering, sanding, you name it, masking, I can't stand it. Car maintenance or repair. Who doesn't dread talking to garages, visiting the garages, researching fixes for problems or MOT and servicing? DIY. Now, it's not that I'm bad at it. I just don't trust myself not to screw it up. Monthly expenditure and personal finances. This is kind of sorted, but my finances were pretty bad until I learned how to budget, pay off my debts, and learned about investing in the stock market. Chores, cleaning, ironing, dusting. All these things, they all suck. Running and exercise. 
I'm a pretty big guy, so running hurts. Gardening. Therefore, cutting grass, painting fences, fixing things outside. Yeah, that all sucks. And finally, for me, the monthly drumbeat at work. It's pretty hard to focus on something when you're constantly told everything you do doesn't have value. Now, that list makes me seem pretty lazy in hindsight. And normally, I think you could be seen as correct. But like I mentioned earlier, facing some form of mental illness can make even the simplest tasks seem insurmountable. And whilst I'm not making excuses for procrastinating, I've been in a pretty bad place for quite some time. So it was a struggle to pull myself up and get going. So how did I embrace the embrace the suck mindset? After much searching, I'd found a few ways to incorporate this mindset using a few different methods. So grab your pad and see if any of these may help you. There might be some crossover between them, but I think you'll get the idea. So number one, figure out the task in front of you. It's not going anywhere. So what can you learn from it? What can you take away from it? And what will make the next time easier? Number two, reframe the problem. Yeah, the music room needs painting. You'll get a bad back, a load of mess and disruption. And what's it gonna look like when it's finished? And what can you learn from this? Wow, what color can you try this time? Can you spend the time learning and listening from podcasts or audiobooks at the same time? Number three, think about how you feel once you've completed the tasks. It's difficult, but everything difficult is usually worth doing in the end. Number four, persevere. Like I mentioned earlier, I hate running. And in my head, it keeps going through, why, oh why, oh why am I doing this to myself? But at the end of it, I look back at the weekly runs on Strava, see how far I've gone, how good I feel after exercising, whilst enjoying the hot shower. I always seem to go to bed tired, but relaxed, grabbing some good sleep as the fresh air no doubt did me good. Number five, hard work develops mental toughness. The more you do anything, the easier it becomes. Now, yeah, this is a dumb cliche, but after years of trial and error, I can say it's pretty true. Number six, engage in pointless meetings. Bring up some points or concerns of yours in the meeting and see how others respond. If you're always disconnected, your body language will speak volumes. And in this day and age, with everything being online, if you're always quiet in every meeting, that too will speak volumes. Number seven, accept how you're feeling is your responsibility and no one else's. I found that in the past, if I shirked anything off, as I just didn't want to do it, it was left for others to pick up the pieces. Now I grab tasks by the throat and squeeze value from them, which creates a different problem. But that's for another podcast and another time. Number eight, relishing the sense of achievement. Sit and marvel at your accomplishments. It doesn't matter if you've just done the shopping, cleaned out the front room or finished a work of art. Sit there 
go over the detail in your mind and think back to how you felt before it started and how proud you are now at finishing. Sounds odd, but for everyday tasks, this approach is great practice and it's a great way of starting to remember the sense of joy you had in just doing and finishing something. (laughs) And finally, I kept my head held high. I complained like hell, but I also smiled about it. You can ask my wife how much I moan about doing them painting. I moaned about how much it sucked. I hated it. The brutal back pain, the paint in my hair, paint on my tops, the marks on the carpet, the masking up. (laughs) In the end, I said it all with a laugh in my voice and smile on my face. Once finished, she can no longer get me out of the room, which I completed. I'll often sit in there for hours just sitting, checking out my handiwork. And it's turned into a large sense of pride for me. When I sit in that room most mornings with a hot cuppa waking up with the morning sunshine. The sense of achievement you can get from embracing the suck can be a significant turning point in improving your overall mood, developing a new mindset, and even starting a new reward pathway or reward loop. A quick shot from the brain's feel-good chemicals of endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin and dopamine and you are on your way. So hopefully these few points I've mentioned will prove to be quite useful. Be interested to see how you get on. So this brings us to today's session of Crikey. That's cool. And today's is an app on an, available on iPhone and Android called Headspace. Now, I'll read from the Webspace webpage here, which says, Webspace is an app that teaches you how to meditate. Meditation has been shown to help people focus more, stress less, as well as get better sleep. Its approach is very simple, teaching you a life-changing mindfulness techniques in just a few minutes each day. And personally, I find the benefits quite exceptional. Like I said, I find Headspace to be very useful when trying to get some sleep and the guided meditations start and help keep my mind on the path and I drift off into a nice, slow, restful sleep. And don't forget, if you're using it to get some sleep, use some headphones, you get the best impact and it doesn't keep the wife awake. Also, as a final point, Headspace is now available on Netflix using the same visuals, graphics, and with the founder's soft voice coming through your TV, it's really, really comforting. And I highly recommend trying both out. And let me know how you get on. To finish off today's session, I've got a quote from a book that I read recently from the Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. This book was called Meditations very very good book strongly recommend that to most people and it goes a little something like this you have power over your own mind not outside events realize this and you will find strength thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast I look forward to exploring the mental health top, more mental health topics with you in future and more cool stuff with you again soon. Feel free to contact us on the Thesis Project on Instagram 
either by comments or just slide into the DMs with your thoughts on embracing the suck. And finally, a quick disclaimer. The Theseus Project and myself are not professionals. If you have a serious mental health crisis and need urgent assistance, please, please, please seek assistance from the emergency services. If you're in the UK, you can now self-refer to the NHS Talking Therapies online. Just a quick search and you've taken the first step. Now, full disclaimer, I've done this and I found it to be very helpful. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. It's okay to not be okay. And let's talk about it. Thank you again, folks. Look after yourself. And we'll see you again on the next podcast with The Thesis Project.